It's in Queens podcast, covering one of the most diverse areas in the country. I'm your host, Jeff Simmons, and I'm happy and I am very fortunate to have this fantastic opportunity to celebrate and discuss all things Queens. I first want to thank Rob Mackay of the Queens Economic Development Corporation and Queens Tourism Council and Chris Donovan of my hometown paper, the New York Daily News, your two It's in Queens co-hosts who launched this podcast and made it an exceptional entree into everything about Queens. And in particular, they would look at the fun and family-friendly events and activities that make Queens an exceptional place in which to live, to work, and to visit. If you're new to this podcast, It's in Queens brings you the best of Queens, and that's what I hope to do in this and future episodes. Each episode, I will bring you a special guest conversation where we discuss life or commerce and, of course, tourism in Queens. I've been a Queens resident for about a dozen years now. I live in Jackson Heights with my husband, Alfonso Quiros, and two amazing but attention-seeking Brussels Griffins, Bruno and Stella. I grew up across the river, the Hudson River that is, in northern New Jersey and moved to New York City more than two and a half decades ago when I got a job as a reporter and then I worked at the New York Post and New York Daily News and then I was on air at New York One before I went over to government. Now I spend my days supporting nonprofits across the city with communications and PR, but I still keep my journalistic roots intact. I do two radio shows on WBAI 99.5 FM each week. Given the coronavirus pandemic, much of our borough has changed, just like our city and state. We've unfortunately faced steep unemployment, rising hunger insecurity, and many establishments are still closed down. Sporting activities are limited, and we watched as the U.S. Open, one of our biggest annual draws here in the city, proceed but without fans on site. Our gyms can now reopen. Many of our cultural institutions can reopen, and soon, as our schools reopen in some fashion, the city hopefully will once again allow indoor dining, particularly as the weather cools down this fall. So with that, I want to get to today's special guest, Sharon Lee, the acting borough president of Queens. Sharon became the borough's deputy president in 2018 and then assumed the acting post when her predecessor, Melinda Katz, became our borough's newest district attorney. So, Sharon, welcome to the It's in Queens podcast. You were only supposed to be in this job for a short period of time. So how's it going? Thanks for that reminder, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It it is going. um, I'm doing everything that I can. Um, It is certainly, you know, we make plans and God or God's laugh. Right. So um, this year has been uh, one of the most unpredictable and wildest years uh, for many. Um, But uh, all things considered, I am healthy. And so, well. (laughs) So 2020 is going to go down in the history books as one of our most difficult periods How has the borough president's office responded and adapted to the COVID-19 crisis? 
Well, I think it depends on what time of the year <laughs> we're talking about. Um, the, the year has had no shortage of curveballs. Uh, we've had a lot of loss, um, both uh, in terms of uh, due to COVID, but also a lot of trailblazers, um, people who made uh, Queens what it is today. Um, but a lot of it has been trying to provide some stability in a time of great uncertainty uh, and instability um, and making sure that uh, no one is left behind when we are in the midst of the a pandemic, when we were the epicenter of the epicenter, an unenviable marker. Um, Queens was the epicenter of the epicenter at one point. Um, or, you know, the food insecurity and the rising levels of food insecurity, making sure that our elders, uh, we have the most number of seniors out of all the, all the boroughs of the city of New York, making sure that our seniors are still taken care of, uh, making sure that our kids uh, are as healthy as can be, um, that their schools are going to be ready when we, when we do reopen. Um, and not just with the COVID-19 pandemic, right? Any kind of crisis situation, whether it be uh, obviously the pandemic, we've also got uh, deep and overdue reckoning of, um, of racism and injustice uh, that, has, uh, that has really, uh, the tide has turned, uh, I am hopeful, uh, in 2020. Um, we saw Tropical Storm Isaias just a few weeks ago and uh, the utilities absolute, you know, botching of the recovery uh, and the mediate, uh, the, the, the mediation of it, uh, or I'm sorry, the mit mitigation of it. Um, and again, looking at who are vulnerable to being left behind, who are vulnerable to being disproportionately impacted uh, because of underlying conditions, uh, figuratively and literally. So whether it's our elders, whether it's uh, certain communities uh, all across the borough, um, our kids, um, small business owners, uh, you know, making sure that everyone can weather the storms as they come um, as equitably as possible. Um, and that's, that's really what, all we can do as government, right? We've seen during the last six months, we've seen urgent need, greater need when it comes to unemployment, food insecurity, people worried about making rent. But amid this, we've also seen great heroism. As you look back at the response in the borough over the last six months, what stands out most to you? What stands out most to me over the last several months is people going above and beyond, even when, when you never know what someone may be going through and still going above and beyond. Um, the, you know, at the, at the darkest and toughest times of the pandemic, especially back in March, April, and May, uh, you know, there was so much more uncertainty about the virus. We're still very uncertain about it. We're still in the pandemic. But remember, you know, a few months ago, I mean, you were scared to even go outside. You were terrified to even go outside. And yet there were so many people throughout, certainly our county, um, people and organizations just stepping up bravely, uh, 
you know, rolling up their sleeves and, and putting on gloves and masks and, and getting the PPEs to families, getting food uh, into homes, uh, knowing where the vulnerabilities are. Um, that, that's been really humbling to see um, the, the essential workers who just didn't stop, did not stop when we needed them most. Uh, that's really what the pandemic crystallized, I think, for a lot of folks who are the essential workers, uh, the work and service of which we cannot function, we literally cannot function, right? Um, and a lot of them saw some of the worst of the worst, a lot of the healthcare workers, our EMT workers, you know, that's going to be stuff that, that's going to be a lot of trauma that is going to take years to uh, to address, I think. Um because the, the things that folks saw and experienced and uh, without being able to even really breathe for such a prolonged period of time. Um, but in that challenge, you saw people uh, really rising to the task and um, uh, doing everything possible to take care of not just themselves, but looking outward and, and, and helping each other. Uh, it's, been, it's been very uh, gratifying to witness um, and, and, and humbling. And we should, we should be really proud, uh, to, to, to live in a borough like Queens, um, where every, everyone is determined to make sure that everyone is lifted up. So here in New York, we, we take pride in our resilience. I, I think back to 9-11 and in fact, the 19th anniversary is during uh, 2020, but how we recovered. Talk about what the coming period will be like for Queens and how the face of Queens may be changed as a result of the pandemic. I'm a firm believer that the future of New York is right here in Queens. Um, we are so diverse, not just racially and ethnically, but ideologically, socioeconomically, politically, um, uh, age, uh, every demographic, right? We are, in, we are the most diverse uh, county in, in the content, continental U.S. And so when we're looking at um, how we will, we are embarking currently on this road to recovery and rebuild. How we do that, it's not whether we do that, it's how we do that. How do we make sure that um, the most vulnerable, uh, the vulnerabilities are mitigated. Um, it's an opportunity. That in and of itself is an opportunity of, of recovery and rebuild. Um, I think we're being tested in ways, and not just Queens, but the city, and of course our nation, are being tested in ways where we have probably not seen in many of our lifetimes. Um, the economic situation, the financial straits are are are, are, are pretty dire. Um, the unemployment numbers uh, are nearing Great Depression levels, um, and it's going to force us to be more creative and innovative in problem solving and expanding opportunities. Um, we can't just do kind of the same old, same old playbook because there are challenges that weren't in play, you know, this time last year. For example, how do we make sure that everyone votes <laughs> in the midst of a pandemic, right? And we saw that over the course of the primary and, and the challenges of that, but also uh, 
thinking outside the box and being innovative and creative and doing things that had never been done before. And, and the vote turnout, it came out, right? Uh, and we've got another election coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, and all hands are on deck for that. We've got a census, a census count that uh, has, we've probably never experienced uh, such a challenge to getting out the count um, in our lifetimes. So we've had to be, we've had to almost kind of go back to basics, right? Yes, we can do more digital, but digital is also uh, contingent on a lot of the digital access and uh, vulnerable to digital divides um, that are pretty great in a lot of parts of the borough. Let's be honest. Um, so how do we how do we get creative given such a steep curveball, um, but such a critical task at hand that will determine our next decade? Uh, we've got phone banks. You know, you remember, do you remember phone banks? You got like phone trees, phone banking. Um, trying to go to door to door, but not, you know, having to be very creative and innovative, um, has actually, I think, sharpened many folks' ways of connecting in a time where we have to socially distance. And, um, I think we're going to be a strong, even an even stronger borough with it and for it. Um, but we do still have some very tough times ahead on, in the immediate horizon. What's on the horizon for your office this fall? Any new initiatives or programs? We've got a number of things that uh, we had going underway. Uh, I talked about some of the troubling unemployment numbers, and that's, you know, a lot of industries are changing because of the nature of the pandemic. And um, and so uh, actually at the height of the pandemic in April, we launched a um, uh, virtual job fairs. And again, going back to being creative, we're like, okay, some folks are hiring, people are losing jobs, people are going to lose jobs. Uh, and one thing about you know emergency management is, and crisis management, it's not just what we do, but when we do it. And so back in April, we, we, we tried it out. We're like, we're just trying, we're just getting our sea legs with Zoom, <laughs> trying to figure out how to do uh, remote of any kind of event um, and information gathering and dissemination. and. So we tried the virtual job fair in April, um, and we were determined uh, to have it be on a regular basis. So uh, we've done it every three weeks on Wednesday. Um, our next one is September 16th. It will be our eighth installation um, of this virtual job fair. Uh, and they're getting bigger. Uh, they're getting stronger uh, in the sense where um, more and more job opportunities are wanting to be a part of a virtual job fair. Um, and the folks who are looking for jobs are really running the gamut. We've got folks who, uh, you know, whose industries are evolving in ways that are irreparable. Um, there are also recent college grads who are eager to start a career in such an uncertain time. And, you know, they're trying to figure out what to do to at least build some of that critical experience um, that we need to, 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 to develop professionally. Um, maybe some folks who want to explore other jobs. Um, so the job fairs, we do intend to continue that every three weeks. The next one will be September 16th, uh, 2 o'clock on Wednesdays. Uh, queensbp.org is where you can find the information for that. Um, another fun activity that we wanted to offer to 
this borough of families, as we call it here in Queens, you know, it's been a really unconventional summer, Jeff, uh, for a lot of families, to say the least. And we're trying to think, how do we, you know, summers, if you think of summers, you think of outdoors, you think of uh, concerts, and you think of, you know, events in the parks. And these are things that are very challenging in a time of a global viral pandemic. Um, and again, we had to think of how do we, how do we get creative? How do we get innovative? So we actually did a throwback. We resorted to a throwback of, uh, of those drive-in movies. And we partnered with um, uh, folks who are experts at this, uh, Rooftop Films and the Museum of Moving Image and the New York Hall of Science. And uh, they've got uh, the Queens Drive-In underway at Flushing Meadows Corona Park, right there in that parking lot at the Hall of Science, um, where, by the way, the Queen's Night Market is usually, and, you know, they they haven't been able to uh, operate in full capacity this year for obvious reasons, so they are also part of this movie series. And so every Wednesday is a free movie, free film screening, uh, fully underway for the next five weeks. Um, The next movie on uh, September 9th is uh, actually... Uh, the Stacey Abrams documentary, All In, The Fight for Democracy. Um, but followed uh, followed by, you know, we'll be screening The Farewell, which is, you know, I uh, got Nora from Queens. Um, Iron Man, which is kind of a family favorite. We got Men in Black, you know, just a couple hundred yards away from the actual observation towers of the New York State Pavilion that were iconic in so many ways, and especially in that beloved uh, movie, um, we got Wally playing, you know, uh, a nod to uh, the very real climate change underway, but also um, inspiring some imagination uh, and the love, for, uh, love and respect for for science. Um, so that's that's another sort of fun thing that we're offering for the families of Queens in this very uncertain time, where safety is at a premium, and we need to maximize that. Um, We've got a couple other things, but I feel like I'm just uh, (laughs) talking your ear off, Jeff. There's a lot going on in Queens. There's also, we launched, um, we partnered with the Queens Botanical Gardens. They're, you know, they're a a beloved Queens institution. And um, we, we, we partnered with them on this Summer Seeds Initiative, Seeds, S E E D S. Because uh, when you when you think of seeds, um, you know you think of renewal, you think of growth, uh, you think of tomorrow. Um, so we 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 purchased uh, 2020 uh, seed packets, um, or I'm sorry, seed starter kits, and we partner with a number of organizations um, throughout every corner of the borough. Uh, and also all 14 Queens Community Boards. Um, and for folks who are listening, if you'd like your own you know, seed starter kit, um, you can grow herbs. It, it comes with herbs or flowers. Uh, it's got a nice, the nice Queens Botanical Garden logo on it, so you can have a piece of the Botanical Garden in your home. Or if you'd like more, if, you got, if you'd like to resurrect your community gardens, um, while, certainly while the weather is still good, um, we can we can get you more of that. You can contact your community board, or you can contact my office at seven one eight two eight six three thousand, or info at queensbp.org, and 
we'd love to get you some seeds so that you can get your uh, 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 practices of wellness, um, some green in your homes and more in your community gardens uh, so that maybe when you look back on 2020, one of the one of the takeaways will be uh, will be the starting of your your very own herb garden or your flower garden. Um, one of the highlights of uh, a very unusual year. And in our final minute, on a lighter note, as people go out again, as New York City reopens, what have you most looked forward to going to again? What are some of your favorite places to visit that you can go to again and that you think other uh, people should look to? Are we talking about like places in Queens? In Queens, restaurant, park, what were you looking forward to going to again now that we can? I have been living to eat. Um, you know, going around being relieved when I see some of my favorite, you know, eateries still open and and operational, um, you know, mourning a little bit, some that have, have succumbed, uh, to some of the hard times this year. Um, but if you have the means, I, I encourage folks, spend your money in Queens, spend your money in Queens. And I, I strongly encourage folks to spend your money, especially with the local businesses, um, every little bit counts. Uh, a lot of our businesses, um, and not not just you know, it's not a charity. It's enjoy it. Let's enjoy it while we can, uh, while the weather is good, and all those months that we were cooped up at home and uh, you know unable and had to cook for ourselves, right? <laughs> um, to to enjoy all the flavors of the borough because. It's still here. Uh, it's still alive. It's still amazing. Um, and enjoy it. Enjoy it to its fullest because tomorrow is certainly not guaranteed. Um, and we've got some of the best, best flavors here in the county of Queens. And once again, what's the website? Where should people go if they want to learn more about you and the work of your office? Uh, you can find information at www.queensbp.org. O-R-G. Uh, you can also call us at 718-286-3000 and also look us up on social media. Uh, we've got Queens BP 2020 on the usual, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, etc. So uh, if you need anything, don't hesitate to, uh, I, I don't know, I'm such a dinosaur, Jeff. <laughs> give us a ring, give us a ping, I don't know what it is. Um, but uh, we're still fully operational uh, predominantly remotely, um, but we we were insistent throughout the pandemic and still through the rest of the year that uh, our services and our operations uh, will not be interrupted. Uh, we will do it remotely if necessary. Um, and if you need help or if you need advice or if you're looking for something to do, um, please don't hesitate to reach out. There is no shortage uh, of everything that Queens has to offer. Sharon Lee, thank you so much for joining me here on the It's in Queens podcast. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Jeff. That was my conversation with Acting Queens Borough President Sharon Lee. Her office has been an incredible resource during this pandemic, and I'm very glad she talked about the census since this is the final month this year to participate in that. So please, please fill out your census. Make your voice count. 
Also, remember, this season you can now apply for an absentee ballot and use any reason. You don't need the same reasons you did before. You can apply for an absentee if you are worried about COVID-19. So get that absentee, make sure that you vote, make your vote count. One other event I do want to mention that happens tonight, Thursday, September 3rd. It's a celebration of the life and legacy of the former borough president of Queens, the Honorable Claire Shulman. This free event is being presented by the borough president's office, along with Schnepps Media and QPTV, and it begins at 6 o'clock. It's a celebration of Ms. Shulman's life and legacy. She was a larger-than-life borough president who transformed the landscape of Queens. Visit queensbp.org forward slash Claire, C-L-A-I-R-E, to get more details and watch this moving tribute. As I've said, there's so much happening in the borough. So now let me get to Rob Mackay's dispatch on all that's on the horizon. So get your pen and paper ready. Well, hello, Jeff. Uh, Thank you for giving me some time on this great podcast of yours. Uh, I am, in fact, Rob Mackay from the Queens Tourism Council, which is part of the Queens Economic Development Corporation. And uh, we're looking at things to do uh, this weekend, which is actually Labor Day. So it's uh, so you actually have three or maybe four days to uh, to get out and have some fun, and since we've been uh, cooped up inside for the past six months, I decided to look at some of the uh, the outdoor fun that you can have in uh, the borough. Uh, number one on my list is uh, jet skiing in Jamaica Bay. Uh, there's actually a place just off the restaurant Thai Rock uh, called the. Rockaway Water Sports Place, and you can actually rent jet skis, uh, and you can go all around. In fact, I know people that have gone uh, to the Statue of Liberty and even up the Hudson River, Um, and uh, this is going to be one of the last weekends where it's warm enough to do that, so I think that sounds like fun. I would also say uh, maybe if you can take some time, go to Socrates Sculpture Park uh, out in, uh, it's technically in Long Island City, but uh, a lot of people call it Astoria. It's right on the water with beautiful views of, uh, of well, Roosevelt Island and uh, the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Uh, the water there is actually brackish because it's a combination of the East River and the Hudson River meeting the Long Island Sound. Uh, so you're there in a park with water all around you or on one side. Uh, great views. And they now have a big outdoor uh, exhibition called Monuments Now, uh, which features a few very large uh, sculptures and a lot of little ones. Uh, by different people, including a MacArthur Genius Grant uh, winner named Jeffrey Gibson, a guy named Paul uh, Ramirez Jonas, and Javiera Simmons, who is an Agnes Gund Art for Justice Award winner, has just installed her new uh, installation there, uh, which consists of a lot of uh, little sculptures. So you can walk around and have a great time checking out the different different stuff, as well as the different views and, and the air. Uh, from the brackish water Fulton Street 1 Fulton Square remember 1 Fulton Square is actually in Flushing Uh, it is uh, a great complex it's a mixed use complex but it has many many uh, restaurants it's uh, where Prince Street and 39th Avenue meet Uh, and it opened up it has a special outside dining it's created a special outside court um, uh, where people can eat and and practice uh, social distancing they have uh, Chinese food, Malaysian food, Korean food, Thai food, 
uh, all kind. Of, there's a bar, nice bar, rooftop bar there with views of Manhattan, um, and uh, the food there is just unbelievable. I was there last Friday, uh, and I really ate until I, I ate through the pain. Uh, the other thing I would say is uh, don't forget the drive-in movie theater uh, that we have at, at the Hall of Science parking lot. Uh, Rooftop Films, the Museum of the Moving Image, and the Hall of Science have gotten together to offer uh, drive-in movies all summer. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, you know, you pay a fee for the car and you can have as many as five people in the car. You park in the lot and you watch a, a drive-in movie just like they used to do in the 60s. Um, 50s and 60s, I should say. Uh, this weekend, uh, Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing is on Thursday. Uh, and then you've got some other really good stuff, including uh, on the 4th, which is Friday, they're going to show 9 to 5, uh, which is a comedy from uh, about women in the 1970s and what they face in the work uh, workforce in terms of uh, sexual harassment. It's very funny, starring Dolly Parton and Jane Fonda. Uh, after that, there's a... Born in Flames, which is a, a documentary on September 5th. Uh, it's a documentary about uh, basically female politics and uh, female women's the women's movement as it uh, applies to uh, fighting for political power. Uh, and uh, then on September 6th, if you want to go too, there's a Back to the Future, which uh, was a big hit when I was young in the 1980s. Um, uh, very funny. Um, so those are some of the things you can do uh, if you want to get outside. There are also many things you can uh, do inside. All kinds of concerts, uh, workshops, uh, and uh, other... Uh, I'm looking at also some films. There are dance lessons and all kinds of stuff going on. You can read about it all if you go to itsinqueens.com. Again, that's itsinqueens.com. Uh, to all, have a very good weekend and um, keep it in Queens. All right? Thank you. Bye. That was Rob Mackay of the Queens Tourism Council with the It's in Queens event segment. As I wrap up my first episode of It's in Queens, I again want to thank Rob, Chris, and Seth for making this happen. It's in Queens celebrates all that this borough truly does have to offer. So if you want to learn more, and there is much more, go to the It's in Queens website, and it's easy to remember. It's in Queens.com. And when you do go to an event in Queens, Tweet to us at It's in Queens on Twitter or add the It's in Queens hashtag so we can retweet you. That's this episode of It's in I Queens. I'm your host, Jeff Simmons. Green. Thank you and have a great day. Red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world.